You're learning so much about Luden during this interview where Chef he's not even Luden. a part of. I'll give you all the stories. I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of No One Cares About. Your League Rules. What? <laughs> Something that dramatic. Boss. I forgot it was my turn. Yeah, well, you've been away from the country, so apologies if uh, we're, a little, we're a little off today. We're dealing with a little jet lag. Apparently, sometimes I sound tired on these recordings. Um, to those of you that may think that, there's this cool little thing where you can switch it to like 1.25 speed. Instant energy at that point in time. <laughs> but then I think I sometimes talk really fast, so then it would be extreme. I'd be like on drugs. Take you know, <laughs> take take your pick, take your pick. But um, who would they? Who would they rather listen to me like talking like super fast and you at normal speed? <laughs> that's that's the question. I guess we'll find out. Um, here we are, another episode. Still, still, still the off season. So as our title says, we're going to be talking about league rules. Uh, some exciting news, um, both with the pod and with our final dynasty league. So excited to talk about all that. Um, I am Commissioner Johnny. Happy to be with you guys, and joined as always by your favorite co-host, Crispy. Um, let's just kind of jump in. Let's start off with some. News hasn't been too much news in terms of the NFL. Uh, we're still on free agent watch. We were convinced that we were going to have the worst luck and all the free agents we talked about last time were going to get signed. Um, but that's not the case, actually. Uh, Dalvin is now a free agent officially, but we saw that coming, but still a free agent, not signed. Um, we have Zeke, still a free agent. We have DeAndre. That's my big surprise, still a free agent. What are your thoughts? I'm just glad that we uh, timestamped our podcast episode, our last episode, to indicate that we were talking about Delvin before it happened. Right before. Right before. On that note, we should probably timestamp this one just in case, too, I guess. Uh, it is <laughs> Thursday night, July 13th. And at this point in time, they are all still free agents. Yes. Um, but yeah, no thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah, we're not, like, super surprised about Dalvin. We knew that was coming. Not really sure, anyways, where he's going to land. But, yeah, the DeAndre Hopkins still being available is um, surprising. Though, I, I mean, as mostly everyone probably already knows and is aware, it seems most likely that he's going to land back with the Titans. Well, not back with the Titans, but with the Titans. Or, yeah, with the Titans. Uh, and we, yeah, we had mentioned that, that he was um, flying out to go check them out. So sounds like things are going well. And yeah, hopefully that contract gets done soon. I'm sure for everyone's peace of mind, they're going to want that set in stone. Yes, please. The other. I'd like to know what I'm getting into with him. <laughs> the other uh, news that we have NFL wise, um, some running back stuff, Saquon and Josh Jacob, they both signed, uh, or sorry, they were both offered uh, the franchise tag and but they have both chosen not to sign it and they're both threatening to hold out um i feel like we've talked about this before but feel free to refresh my memory the significance of being given a franchise tag yeah so a franchise tag is um it's usually better for the team um, that's when they have a player that they definitely want to keep. They don't want them to become a free agent. Uh, so they're guaranteed a certain dollar amount of the contract. Uh, it's relative to if they've had the, um, the tag before is relative to the market. Um, sometimes it can be beneficial. Uh, famously, uh, Kirk cousins was franchise tagged two or three times when he was with the previously named Redskins, now the commanders. Um, and he ended up making a ton of money because they got the uh, the tag. The more tags you get, the like the more that compounds. And then it got to the point where they couldn't afford him anymore. So that's when he went over to the Vikings. Uh, but players don't want to play under the franchise tag. It's, it's only a one year guarantee. And for these players in particular, they would rather have a long term deal and they'd rather get paid more. Um, so pros and cons, I guess, on both sides, but. In this case, with the run these running backs, Saquon and Josh Jacobs, they're refusing to play under that franchise tag. So they, they can choose not to sign it. 
Got it. I think the interesting, um, probably one of the more interesting headlines that I see for Saquon is that he's like not trying to like make any major waves. And he just thinks that he's worth a certain amount of money. And 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 it seems like not even that far off. And like, obviously, millions of dollars to us sounds uh, extreme, but it. I guess they were offering him. The Giants are offering him thirteen million. He wants sixteen million. Like, come on, Giants! What's three million at that point? <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I mean, we we talked about it a little bit too with like the DeAndre thing, right? Like, should you get paid? Should you, do you want to win? For running backs, a lot of it's health nowadays, right? They they know they are aware of their own longevity, so they really want to make more money early and later. But now the teams don't want to pay more if they're not going to have their running backs for very long or injuries and all that stuff. So. Um, annoying, I guess, but not my money. So, you know, if I really want those $3 million, I'm sure I would do the same thing. But, you know, for fantasy, we just want to know who's playing. Yeah, that's what always, I mean, especially when it seems already that running backs are slim pickings as it, I don't know, it seems like every year it's kind of even less and less like guaranteed heavy you know, starting running backs that are going to be really, you know, carrying the ball the most, or getting the most touches. Everyone's kind of switching over to, um, they're all going into committees, which obviously makes the most sense because I think it obviously it provides more longevity for your running backs. But from a fantasy from a fantasy perspective, it's not great. Um, but that's definitely I think what's been the trend, and um. Yeah, definitely makes it a lot harder because if, now that there's so many running back committees out there, when you do have more of these heavy hitters that are quite significant like Saquon and Josh Jacobs, um, it definitely does make it harder, especially like for us in our primary league, which is a keeper league where people are trying to determine whether or not they're going to keep these players. I had Saquon last season, so he's just going to go back into the draft anyways, so for me, it doesn't, but I know like Josh Jacobs is probably someone that someone has had and is trying to decide whether or not to keep them. And and then and not even that, just in, in redraft leagues as well, you know, whether or not how does that affect their value? If Saquon's generally going in the first round and Josh Jacobs could very well go probably late first round, uh, to like mid second round, depending on kind of where he lands, where people are prioritizing in their drafts. Um, if you're going to spend, you know, that pick on a player who's just going to hold out for an undetermined amount of time, like that's like a huge risk and a huge big question mark of like, what do you do? Yeah. And Josh Jacob, uh, ended the season last year in third place for us, Saquon in fifth place. So obviously these are heavy hitters. I think Saquon could be in line for even a bigger year than he had last year. Um, so yeah, fantasy community definitely wants these two playing, but who knows what's going to happen. And we talked about, you know, these holdouts was something that wasn't too common, you know, taking it too many years back. I think Le'Veon Bell was the first time where he really put his foot down and said, you know, I'm not going to play for a whole year. Um, of course that was the year that I drafted him first overall in one league and didn't play, didn't get one point from him in the entire season. So I definitely am super bitter about that. Yeah, but yeah, so I think running backs are definitely willing to um, put their health or maybe their career uh, before this just one year of football just to to really get paid. Yeah, it's, I I mean I totally agree. I think Le'Veon Bell kind of started the <laughs> made the holdout sexy, I guess, because you definitely see it ever since him. Um, kind of you know these running backs doing it more often, um, or we're hearing it more often every season about at least one person, one running back that's choosing to hold out. And yeah, who knows whether it's for their career, for their health. Um, they, or they feel like maybe their time's coming to a near end and they just want to have the best, you know, contract that they can't have for themselves heading into maybe what they see as retirement. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to like, respect like them wanting to be paid what they think that they're deserved and it obviously is no fun for us but i don't know like if if you're just feel like you're just trying to be respected in this league like i think that's fair i mean it's understandable 
Well, counterpoint, did Le'Veon Bell really make it sexy? Because he held out for a year and then became a Jet and became worthless in fantasy and in probably real life football, too. That's true. Maybe he should have been more of a cautionary tale. Maybe. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're still uh, kind of waiting to hear how that unfolds. I'm sure that's definitely going to affect drafts. I think hopefully we're going to hear sooner around later on those things, but still got free agents to go too. So who knows? Uh, time will only tell. So did you see uh, who's on the cover of Madden this year? I don't think I did. So um, our good friend Lou put this in our uh, chat there in Final Dynasty, and he's really disappointed uh, because it is Josh Allen this year. Oh, well, nice knowing you, Josh. (laughs) Uh, Lou has him as potentially a fourth-round keeper. Pretty good value for Josh Allen, right? Uh, It's high, Mm -hmm. but obviously he's top-tier quarterback. So that's it. It's 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 decent. It's value. not unheard of of a good decent. It's not top overpaying for quarterback, sure. No, yeah. to go in the fourth round. I mean, if obviously, ideally, to get a quarterback later, but yeah, no, it's not a bad place to but, have Josh Allen. But is it too high for Josh Allen with a Madden curse on top of it? I mean, now it might be too high. <laughs> well, I don't think uh, Stefan Diggs has been to training camp yet, so um, maybe the Madden curse is going to be. Real in one, one way or the other, whether it's his health or the team around him, but Madden Chris might yeah. already be happening to him. Oh, no. Early onset Madden. <laughs> Early onset Madden. That's tough. Good luck, Lou. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Um, all right. Well, I did want to talk uh, some kind of exciting pod news with everybody. We will be taking part of the Scott Fishbowl uh, SFB 13 is the 13th year of the Scott Fishbowl. We're not doing like the official Scott Fishbowl. We're doing uh, what, what they're calling a mirror league this year, uh, but it'll be fun. Both me and co-host Crispy are doing it. We have two separate teams. We're in two different leagues. Uh, I did it two years ago and um, essentially the same thing. It was called the Satellite League back then, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, didn't do How it last year. How did you year. get into it last year if you're not, if you didn't have anything? This pod does not exist. Uh, for the for like the mirror, the satellite leagues, technically anyone can do it, but it's but they only have a certain number of spots, so it's like almost like a lottery at that point. Um, so yeah, I just entered um, and did it. Uh, I didn't get chosen last year, which is why I didn't do it last year. So I so I did it two years ago, and then doing it again this year, and it'd be cool that we we're both doing it. So. I have a little bit of experience on it. It was pretty, it was, it's really difficult because it's a ton of teams. Uh, we'll talk about the rules and stuff like that, but um, we are going to be drafting starting on Monday. But what are your thoughts so far as you, you're pre- preparing for your first Scott Fishbowl draft? Well, I'll be waving our NOCA flag high and proud. Um, but no, I have no idea what to expect. I don't even truly understand the format. Um, Because it's not something I've ever done before. It sounds, for, (laughs) uh, I guess, lack of a better word, but in a positive kind of way, like a set it and forget it kind of a thing. So, and I don't really know if I fully understand the implications of that, especially since it seems like there aren't any waivers involved. So I don't know if that means I can't ever change players on my team or if I'm just stuck with who I draft. And that's it. And if I lose a player, I lose players, which I tend to do. So uh, I'm nervous. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Um, again, a, a ton of people play this. In terms of his main league, um, last year there were 3,000 teams. And that's in the main league. And so ultimately there ends up being one winner out of the 3,000. So the your chance to win obviously are very very low, but um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. So it's typically a lot of industry people uh, that do the main league, and then you know just whoever wants to sign up for those satellite leagues, which is what we're doing. Um, the formats pretty similar on both, except on the one that we're doing, the mirror leagues, it's uh, completely best ball. Um, so that's what you're kind of mentioning, where we're not going to have uh, waivers, and uh, we're just going to do this kind of massive draft coming up and kind of hope for the best. And so with best ball, um, you're going to whatever 
lineup you have, so whatever uh, players you have, at the end of the week, it's just it's going to automatically place your best players in the lineup. Right. I got that. It's like very... I don't want to call it like lazy fantasy, but it definitely seems like less involved fantasy. It's for sure less involved. I think uh, best ball is a great idea for people that are maybe getting into fantasy and kind of starting to dip their toes in it um, because there's a lot less pressure. Uh, People do a lot of best ball drafts during the offseason. Some best ball drafts start like literally right after the big game in February. Uh, and they kind of go through the summer and just um, just kind of for fun and just kind of start setting. It starts to kind of set up ADP. The draft strategy ends up being a little bit different. Um, and then, yeah, so Scott Fishbowl has been going on for 13 years now. And then it's just kind of has been the easier way in the main league. There are waivers. And so that is one of the differences between us and the for the mirror league and the main league. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go. um 22 rounds. <laughs> it is a soup. We're going to say we're going to we're about to say a lot of terms. So um, if you don't understand, we'll, we'll explain most of these. But so it's 22 rounds. It's also a slow draft. So if you saw, it's going to be eight hours per pick. So it's going to be a long time. I heard that the main draft started last week and most teams right now are like are in the third or fourth round right now. Most leagues are in the third or fourth round. So wow, they're going pretty slow. So if ours is, ours is starting Monday, how long do you think it's going to take? Like a month? Do you think we'll still be drafting when we're, dra- when we're drafting in Final Dynasty? It's possible. It's possible. Whoa. We'll see. Um, we did slow draft in Final Dynasty our second season, uh, but we didn't yeah. go 22 rounds, and we had six <laughs> keepers. So it la- I can't even remember how long that one lasted. I felt like maybe like lasted a weekend or something. I don't think it was too long. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was only a few days. Okay, so going back to Scott Fishbowl. So slow draft. Uh, it's a super flex league, um, also known as a two quarterback league, but it, there's technically different so essentially in the flex position you can put any player including a quarterback and it makes most sense to play a quarterback so that's why it's generally referred to as a two quarterback league um it's a tight end premium league so you also get extra points for all the things your tight end does um and we'll talk about those things as well um this draft also has a third round reversal you know what a third round reversal is uh, do you go in order for the first, second, and third, and then reverse it every three? No. Like a, like it, you do a snake? It's <laughs> Not until the third? close. You're close. It reverses on the third. So the right. first round's the same. Second round, snakes. And then mm-hmm. the first pick of round three is the 12th person. Wouldn't that still be a... Oh, instead so of does the first it person. snake every third? No, no. Oh, it's only I the mean, third. I mean, sorry, round. does it reverse every no, third? No, it's only the third. Oh, so then after that, it's just always the yeah. 12th person? Yeah. Going first each round? No, no, no. It, it snakes after the reverse. So it's going to go 1 through 12. Uh-huh. 12 through 1 for round uh-huh. 2, right? Normal snake. Uh-huh. And then 12 through 1 again for 3. And uh-huh. then round 4, snake. So it's 1 through 12. And then, then it'll just keep, keep sneaking, sneaking after that. Yeah, yeah. there's only oh, one reversal. Well, I guess I'll have a good second and third round pick. <laughs> yeah, so the the third round reversal it, it exists in some leagues. That's to benefit the people at the back end of the draft, which in this case is good for both of us. Uh, if I remember correctly, you're drafting in the ninth round in your draft. Sorry, ninth yeah, position. Yeah, ninth pick. And yeah. I'm in the eighth, so we're next to each other, but again, different drafts. So um, we both benefit from the reversal there. So yeah, it's it's super annoying to be in the first position because you're going to draft one and then draft at the very end of round two and then have to wait again for the very end of round three. But then you get your turn. You get the turn there. So it's interesting. So yeah, so we got to have it. We have a third round reversal um, and then. I think this is new for Scott Fishbowl this year is you get a point per first down. So some leagues have been doing that. It's pretty, it's a newer rule. I've, I've heard about it a little bit last year. I'm curious to try it this year with Scott Fishbowl. Um, but yeah, so every time your player gets a first down, they get an additional point. Plus it's also 
one point PPR. So if it, if it's a one yard pass for a first down, that's a two point one play. So even if like you're at you're like two yards from the first, and let's say it's your running back, and they're gonna just push forward, and normally you would only get point two points for that. For the get a rush, whole point. yeah, yeah. So you, if if they get the first down, they get one point two points. Yeah, because this is a tight end premium league. What that means is that if my tight end gets a reception, they get a bonus point plus the PPR, and then they get a bonus point for the first down as well. So my tight end catches a two yard pass for a first down. That's going to be a four point two play. Wait, wait, what? How is there? How is it four point? I thought it was just going to be two points, 2.2. So if it's a receiver, right, wide receiver, it's a 2.2 because they get a point for the the reception, a point for the first down, and two tenths for the two yards, right? Right. Tight end premium. So instead of one point per reception, they get two points per reception. And then they get two points for a first down. So they get 4.2 points for that play. Uh, Okay. So definitely need to somehow focus on tight ends. Obviously not getting Travis Kelsey. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, the consensus I've seen in most of the fishbowl drafts so far is that uh, Travis Kelsey's gone first overall. And if he hasn't, he's gone second overall. So tight ends are going super high in this league. Uh, I double checked for the... um, quarterbacks they get a tenth of a point for a passing first down so as always we see the quarterbacks get a little uh a little cheated for the short end of the stick but they do but in this league it is six points for a passing touchdown so they so it makes up for it at that point oh they this you get points for completion here too a tenth of a point per completion that's fun Okay. Well, yeah, then definitely making up the points a little more than in our league. And I like how he's doing uh, field goals, too. Uh, You get a tenth of a point per field goal yard. Okay, that I wasn't... Oh, yeah, we still have a kicker. We just don't have a defense. Correct. Yeah, so again, 22 rounds, um, super flex, with a kicker, no defense. Right. Yeah. No, I like that it's less points for the field goal. Well, it could be more points. Well, no, I guess a 50, yeah, 50 yard field goal gets you five points. Um, but yeah, but that's interesting how they decided to do that. Oh, wait, maybe I missed. It's five points for. It's a tenth of a point per yard. Oh, okay. So it makes like. The bigger field goals worth more. Yeah, yeah, because that a, I can appreciate too. Okay, a ten yeah, yard, I appreciate that. A ten yard field goal is worth one point. That's fair. It's kind of cool. So, oh, you know what? I was totally thinking this incorrectly, but now I'm thinking. Now I'm seeing uh, the PAT is three point three, so that's actually worth more. It, it it's comparable to a thirty three yard field goal. Got it. Okay. Fair, I guess. It feels like it feels kind of like a lot for a PAT. <laughs> yeah, that one seems like a lot. I I feel like the PAT should still just be worth one. And, but and I also but I, I like the field goal. I like the the field goal breakdown. But I struggle with like again ten yard field goal in real life is three points. But I would only get one point for that in this league. Well, things to consider. It's, it's, like it's pros and cons. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so that's one thing about Scott Fishbowl. Every year, the, the rules are a little bit different. Gets pretty unique. So that's what I do like playing in that. Uh, tr- just trying different things out. Um, talking strategy again. You want to you want to go if you can get an elite tight end, right? Kelsey, Andrews, fill in the blank. You know, whoever <laughs> they they're getting so many points in this league that you definitely want to have a really really good tight end. And then because it's super flex. Quarterbacks are going to go high, also. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be an interesting draft. It's going to be super different. I'm going to get like five tight ends because again, it's best ball, right? So whoever does the best is going to get put in that position. 
Yeah, but you still have to fit. I mean, you still only have like so many players you can. I mean, like certain positions. Twenty two is a lot. Yeah, this is gonna be weird. I don't know. I don't. I don't predict that I will do well, but it'll be interesting. <laughs> Again, there's gonna be technically three thousand some people playing, so it's it, it'll just be fun. If I could just be top one thousand, I'd be proud of myself. Yeah, we'll we'll see how they end up like narrowing people down and stuff. Because I know in the main league they do do playoffs. Uh, I don't know if Mirror League is going to have that as well. We'll see. No, I don't think it's going to have a playoff. I think it said that somewhere too. Well, in, in the settings, this is that playoffs are off. Um, but I know, like in the main league, when you do the playoffs there, because there there are so many, because each league is broken up into twelve teams. Um, but when the playoffs happen, you start playing people in other league, technically in other leagues. And so you can have people with similar rosters. Um, but that's the one that has like the true quote unquote champion. Uh, I, I doubt we're going to have something like that in the mirror league, but we'll see. Interesting. Yeah, no, this is going to be definitely something different and, and, and fun to talk about throughout this next season. And uh, we'll update you guys as our slow draft continues on through October and we fill our 22 spots. <laughs> no, it definitely will be done before that. 12 teams <laughs> be done by times 22 rounds times eight hours divided by 24. There's also a, there's a pause. In <laughs> there's it. an it overnight pause. From, oh, yeah. yeah, from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be tough. We'll see. Well, you know, I'm sure the first couple rounds will go quickly again. The main league has been going on for a little shy of a week, and they're in round three or four of 20-something. That's it's tough. Yeah. Well, at least in we'll have a couple more episodes before we officially kick off the next season of our show. Um, and maybe just one more episode. I'm not sure. I know we wrote this down. But point being, um, I might I might have to ask for some feedback on, on picks. <laughs> yeah, and we can we can leverage Twitter. We can uh, post our our draft so far and and see what people think we should we should go. I've I've been a lot of people have been putting their their Scott Fishbowl stuff on on Twitter. So that's how I've been seeing how the drafts have been going. But yeah, totally different strategy, unique ish scoring. Again, this mix of stuff. I I, I did I've done best ball once. Uh, I've never. I don't think that year I did it. I don't think it was Superflex that year. Um, that year was tight end premium, though. Uh, now we have the point per f- first down. So, yeah, it's just going to be pretty different. Yeah, I'm excited, even if I do terribly. <laughs> and we'll update you all to see uh, to see how we're doing on our on our respective mirror leagues here. Yeah, if it gets really bad, I probably just won't want to talk about it, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Uh, but I love this. This happened last year. Last year was the first year that Scott Fishbowl switched over to Sleeper. Love Sleeper. Thank you, Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> Thank you, Sleeper. Well, let's uh, transition here as we continue to talk about some rules. I want to talk about those of us that are in our main league, Final Dynasty. Have some bits bits of news here for you all. Yeah, for those of you who are loyal listeners who are not involved in this league, you can probably turn this pod off. <laughs> Just yeah, put us on t- maybe two times speed, fast forward, who knows. It, you know, again, we, we have some unique things in our league. So if, in case you're just curious on how that stuff goes, but um, we touched on this a little bit last year. Um, finally made the decision that I'm going to go ahead and allow off season trades. Breaking news. Is <laughs> 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 it motor combat thing? Why'd you come with that? I don't know. I was trying to think of like some like like sirony and whatever reason I went easy? with Mortal Kombat. Definitely, definitely was Mortal Kombat. Um <laughs> so yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and All do the off-season trades. Castro wouldn't let us play it on the Marimba. There you go. <laughs> um one one little I don't know if I want to call it a twist, but one aspect of this that I that I thought about recently that I'm going to implement is that, you know, at the start of the season, you all get your rosters that show like the positions or the, the value of each player. Right. Mm-hmm. So 
what we experienced last year with the in-season trades, and the big one was the Austin Eckler-Justin Jefferson trade, is that those two teams, uh, that was Rocks and Lou, they got they benefited because they kept them at their 2022 draft value. Does that make sense? That they're so, keeping them this next season at their yeah, 2022 so, so, draft value. Correct. So so they so they're keeping them minus one of the 2022. Right. Rather right. than if they were keeping that same player for the second year in a row, they second or third. Right. Right. Um. But what this twist that I'm going to implement is that now that the season's over, now that it's the off season, they're going to have now their 2023 values and you're going to have to go with those. So this is encouraging an in-season trade for those that have been kept for longer periods of time. Okay. So I'll give you a perfect example. We touched a little bit here on Josh Allen uh, for Lou, Josh Allen last year was a seventh round keep. Um, if he keeps him again, it's going to be the third keep for Josh Allen. So that gives Josh Allen the trade value of round four. So because it's the off season, if I were to trade Lou for Josh Allen, I'm trading him at round four versus right. if I would have got him during the season, then it would have been a seven minus one, which would have been a six. Got it. That makes that makes sense. Uh, cool. On on the, so on that note, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and open up all these season trades. I'm already mentioning some players and their values. The reason is is because I have finished everyone's rosters. <gasps> Big news. So wow. I'm gonna go ahead and post those. Uh, luckily I was able to do it in a solid day, but it took, it obviously does take a long time. Um, uh, but everyone's rosters are done. I'm going to go ahead and post those. And so now if you guys are thinking of doing any off season trades, again, what I just explained, we're trading them for whatever value each player is at. For this next season. For the, if it's an off season trade, yeah. For this next season, um, if you want to trade for them. It's whatever value they're, that they are listed at. Seems fair. Makes sense. Cool, cool. Um, on the note of trades, obviously we had a ton of trades last year and uh, <laughs> was our biggest traded year. Um, a big part of that was we had a ton of roster pick, or sorry, draft pick movement. And so... This coming draft is the first time we're going to see the true implication of what all that means. Um, this I noticed this happening during the the year, and I, I I just let it happen. Maybe this is all my fault, but um, there are three teams in particular that have either too little draft picks or too many draft picks. So the question became, you know, what are we going to officially do with that? Um, I've made a decision for this year. Uh, however, if we don't like it, we can vote on this. We can change it going forward. Uh, but and I don't want to change no it. I had no say in this, so don't blame me. But I don't want to change this retroactively again because these trades already happened. So we're going to just kind of go with it for this season. Um, and I'll talk about the specific players so we all understand. So, Chris. Hi, Chris. You <laughs> are currently missing two draft picks. Your, your overall draft is minus two. So... Out of our 18 rounds, you only have 16 picks. So the question became, what are we going to do with that? Uh, I've determined that I'm going to let you draft your 16 picks, and that's all you're going to be able to draft. So as soon as the draft is over, you can go ahead and pick up players with obviously the free agent pool at that point in time. Um, and then obviously those, because those are after the draft, they're all going to be given the keeper value of 10 for the following season. Um, pretty, pretty simple. I think that works out. Uh, the harder part is the next two players. So I have Adrian and Arthur, you guys both have one too many picks. So you clearly drafted with Chris or for whatever reason, that's where Chris's two picks are missing. So at the end of the draft, Adrian and Arthur are both going to have 19 players. Uh, I'm committed. I can, I've decided that I'm going to let that happen. But what happens now, so the consequence of having too many players is that now they can't make any 
moves until their rosters are legitimate, right? So until they have the right number of players. So they either have to drop a player, or technically two players now to start making some moves, or if they draft someone who's in the IR, then they put them in the IR spot, and then they have an 18-person uh, roster. Um, so with off-season trades, you guys can either deal with that, right? And you guys now understand what the implication is with having either too little or too many draft picks, or you can take this off-season time to trade with each other or whoever and start to balance out your roster. So you end up with the total, the, the full number of 18 draft picks uh, by the draft. Which means that any of us could end up in that same position if we decide to trade with either Adrian or Arthur for picks um, that could very well be shifted to another player. Correct, but now everyone understands the implication of having either too many picks or too little picks. So at this point in time, it's going to be at your own discretion if you want to do that. Again, if you guys don't like that, then we can change that going forward. And so what does that mean? If we want to change it going forward, then uh, for any trades going on, for example, next year, then we have to make sure that there's an equal number of picks traded with each trade, right? So if I trade a player with a draft pick, I need to receive a draft pick at that point in time as well. And the way I would quote unquote police that is it is that I would veto any trades that didn't have the correct number of picks associated with them. That seems too controlly. I think we let it play out this way and see what happens. Yeah, I agree. Again, I didn't want to go back and fix people. And as, as I saw it happening, I, I, foresaw the future a little bit, but I wanted to see how that was going to play out. Cause again, Chris's strategy was to trade and he was aware that he was going to have two little draft picks. Um, I don't know if Chris, you thought about the consequence of that and, but I'm sure you did. Um, so again, I, d- I didn't want to police it in, in real time cause trades were happening and, I, and it was fun that we had a ton of trades. Um, so yeah, but we got to figure out what's, what's going to happen going forward. So the, the, this is the decision for this coming draft. Uh, again, if you want to potentially change that, then we'll discuss that at the draft and then we'll change that for the following league year. Sounds good. All right. That's going to wrap up kind of the rules part of the final dynasty stuff. Um, however, I do have a, a little bit of, uh, some somber news. Oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, we will be losing one player. Um, no, no hard feelings or anything like that. Um, and not to bury the lead or anything. Uh, Fred has chosen no longer to be in the league. Uh, totally fine. Uh, appreciate Fred for being with us. I mean, he was one of our uh, league mates from the very first year. Um, so he did a solid five years with us. Uh, had a Good couple seasons. Again, he he super maximized the whole keeper thing, uh, drafting Mahomes late, I think his rookie year, Kamara late. So he had, he had them for a super long time. Two years ago, uh, I think he made it to the championship round, if I remember correctly, and lost the championships. And then we all know how catastrophic his year was last year. So I uh, don't know if that led to Fred choosing not to uh, continue on forward with us, but... Uh, again, obviously no hard feelings with him. Um, he just let me know. So it's totally fine. Um, but that does leave a league spot open. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Was is that our doorbell? I, who, who could it be? I'm not expecting anyone. I, I didn't even know that thing still worked. <laughs> well, I mean, we just said that, you know, there's a spot in the league open, but I wonder, I wonder. Who's is it here? Gunther? Does Gunther want to join our league? <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't look like... Does, he doesn't look German. Mm, uh, wait. Sad. David, is is that you? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, how you guys doing? <laughs> Who's this, stranger? What What, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, well, I uh, I heard you guys have an opening, so I'm, I'm here for that opening. Where do I sign up? Well... I mean, we we do have an opening, but how, how did you hear about that? I... Uh, been keeping an eye on the podcast, so I need I oh. know these things. We have a stalker. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, I mean, you're here. We need another player. I'm ready. Guess you're in. Take my money. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Well, um, 
everyone, I guess um, we we no longer have a spot in the league. Um, Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and uh, introduce the league slash the world to uh, Mr. David. Go ahead and tell us your name. And um, what's your typical um, fantasy football team name? If you That's probably what you're going to have here in Final Dynasty. Uh, so my name is David Aguilar. Uh, my typical team name, uh, the one my biggest go-to is probably going to be uh, Nothing to CTE here. Uh, I picked Ooh. that one. In there. <laughs> exactly. I picked that one in the height of the uh, CTE scandals. Uh, and the NFL was turning a blind eye to it. And I just like did a little play on words on it. And I've kept it ever since. Scandalous. Scandalous. I love it. I like, You're like uh, an advocate for the players. Look at you. <laughs> The league turn a blind eye, but I will not. <laughs> Via my fantasy football name, damn it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like it. We talk about player advocacy a lot on this podcast, so I'm all for it. Yeah, I love it. Safety, you know, you guys make billions. So whatever I can do, uh, my small part in uh, shining the light. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> so tell us, how how do you know Johnny? Uh, this, this is going to be good. <laughs> I met Johnny in Vegas. Uh, oh. That's right. It was a Friday night. <laughs> found him on stage. It was beautiful. On stage? <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to uh, Vegas for Luden's birthday. Uh, Luden? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold Not on. Stop everything. You already took my money. <laughs> 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 no, we're not. We're not kicking you out. You're, you're here to stay. Luden? Who's and that? Yeah, he and I go way back too. <laughs> I've known let's, him let's, for. Let's just just confirm who we're talking about here. We're talking about Lou. Lou's name is Luden. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Luden, Lou, Lou is uh, Luden, uh, or as he goes by at Starbucks. Steve, <laughs> this, this episode just gets better and better. I don't, I, I don't even know how to top this. <laughs> yeah, I've. Uh, it is weird for me to call him Lou. That's the abnormal name. Yeah, that's the abnormal <laughs> name for me. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lou. I love you. Eh, you know, he's cool. Ooh, maybe not all of us. <laughs> we we met in Vegas. I think most likely a Friday night uh, for Luden's birthday. We uh. I met the I met Johnny in his hotel room, and he and Sabrina story. had this amazing lineup of like a smorgasbord board of alcohol and snacks. It nice. was I immediately knew they were great people. <laughs> <laughs> they shared yeah, Lou tried to give you a heads up on, on how we roll, and you're like, yeah, whatever, we'll see it. And then it it happened. It was real. It, it was real, and I was like, yeah, I really like these people. I like I like how they roll. Nice. Well, you should feel honored. You got invited to Vegas. I don't think I've ever been invited to Vegas. We'll have to uh, do our live draft. I know if you're throwing shade at me, but Lou was the one who invited both of us. So talk to Lou about this invitation. You should talk to oh, okay. Lou. Well, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Luden. It, Luden <laughs> made this invite, and I was not invited. So, yeah. So we met there, and then, um, yeah, we, we've hung out a couple times. We've gone golfing a couple times. Um David famously took part of the fumble games last year, the inaugural year of the fumble games. And uh, for for our loyal listeners, uh, David was the only one that had a phone in segment that he actually did. So <laughs> he's not only a friend of the pod, he's actually been on the pod. Wow. Lucky you. Season now. <laughs> uh, so David, tell us who's your favorite NFL team and why? Uh, so my favorite NFL team is the Rams. Um, story behind that is about 10 years ago when I was initially getting into football, um, I hadn't picked a team for the season. I was just getting to know like the game and players and understanding what it was like. I am a big angels fan and I was at angel stadium one day, heard some fans talking about like the last time they were there was to watch a football game. Um, so I was curious who it was. I looked it up and the Rams had played there for, uh, for a few years. So at Angel Stadium? Yeah, back in, I think, the 90s. Oh, uh, I didn't know they ever played over there. Yeah, the, I, I don't remember the story behind it. I'm sure they can tell you the story. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they played at Angel Stadium for a few years. So, just huh. based off that, I was like, I'm going to be a Rams fan. They were still in St. Louis at the time. 
Uh, and now they're back. So I got lucky off that. Oh, oh, so they were still, it was before you even knew they were coming to LA? Yeah, no, they were still in St. Louis at the time. So uh, oh, wow. I picked them solely based on the fact that they had history at Angel Stadium. <laughs> well, that was a good, good pick. Yeah. Lucky pick. Now I got season tickets. <laughs> nice. Was that um, before the Super Bowl too? Uh, yeah, that was before the Super Bowl. So that was like 10 years nice. ago. They were still really bad. Uh, they were still in the Jeff Fisher era. <laughs> well, I mean, Jeff Fisher won the that other Super Bowl, though, right? But not this one. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was such, when I came to be a Rams fan, I was such a Jeff Fisher hater. And, uh, you know, Luton's a Rams fan, so I would always talk to him about, like, how much I just hated having him uh, as our coach. And Luton, uh, the most loyal fan, was like, no. No, he's good for it. Like, it's a team. Like, he's a great coach. He took the team to the Super Bowl and, like, other teams in the past. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm, like, after a season or two, I was, like, done with it. But Luton held out until the fourth or fifth year. Then he gave up on Man, if only we had the podcast back then and I can have these Lou clips of him praising Jeff Fisher. That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. It would have been amazing because he held on so long. And I was so, like, fascinated with the, the loyalty he had for it. Uh, I was at Jeff Fisher's last game. Oh, were you? That was, uh, I think, Rams-Falcons at the Coliseum, um, where they lost. And, I mean, they were terrible already. But, uh, yeah, that was, was Jeff that Fisher's the, last game. Was that game. the last game of the season of their first year in L.A.? It was, for sure, was very, very late in the season. I can't confirm that it was that last game of the season, though. I, no, I don't think it was the last game. I don't think was, so, because was, I, I, think went it was in December. The, I went to the last game. But you're talking about that first year they were in L.A., right? I'm yeah, I'm pretty okay, sure. Yeah. Was I went to the, I think I went to their last game of that season. It was when David Johnson was on the Cardinals. Yeah. So then that was I think that's who they played the last game because I went to that one and I we would have told each other if we were at the same game. Was this the one that they got absolutely blown out um, by the Falcons? Yeah, it was bad. So the, the Rams bad. didn't know how to play football their first year in LA. They like forgot what football was. That was the first game I took my dad to ever. And <laughs> they got absolutely blitzed on that uh that game. And my dad was like, you know, he's a Latino dad. He always gonna crap. And I have not to this day heard the end of it still. He's no, like, this is the no. team you chose to like. Yeah, and he was like, this team is like, why, why do you like this team? Why do you, why do you follow them? Like, they they did nothing. <laughs> we left when it was like 42-0, I think. Oh, no. Yeah, it got real bad. I do remember that. Yeah, I forgot that that was Fisher's last game. Makes sense. Did he get fired before the season ended? Yes, for sure. Oh. The yeah. special teams coach finished out the season at mm -hmm. the interim. Yeah, that first year was rough. Yeah. Good times. It was it was definitely funny. Because I don't think they were that bad the season before. And it was just like they came to L.A. And it was like they don't even know what football is. I mean, they were okay. Like, Gurley was an, was amazing. And he was the one that was, like, really carrying the team. was was really the most exciting part of that team. Um, but I remember the quote after that Falcons game in particular. Uh, Gurley was like, oh, this is like elementary school football that we're playing. Oh. He was That's super right. upset. I forgot about that. I just erased yeah. a lot of that memory from my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sean McVay came and then the clouds parted. Yeah. And, uh, except for last year. But otherwise, Sean McVay. We can't blame it on last year was you know, lots of injuries. Yeah. We were riddled with them last season. Oh, but it's like Sean McVay knew because there was all this talk about him not coming back last year as a coach anyway. Like he knew stuff was coming down. I heard the there was I talk feel. about apparently I don't think it was gonna go through. There was talk about trading Stafford. I think in this offseason. Yeah, I think that that's that talk is still happening. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. That would be super interesting. Sean McVay took Jared Goff to the Super Bowl, so whatever. Yeah. You could take Brock we, Purdy that's to the Super a, Bowl. That's a taboo topic for this podcast now. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, that came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so generally, because now you'll be in this um league, how many fantasy teams do you generally have? Uh, I was trying to think of how many I had, and I want to say it's probably like six. Uh, In a season? Yeah. It's uh, it's getting out of hand. Gosh. I got to trim some of that fat. <laughs> so I've got um, this one now. Uh, I'm assuming we're still doing the elimination one? 
I'm planning on still doing Survivor League, yeah. Um, I got one that I've been in for like eight years now, and then like two or three work ones. And I I had one of the work ones. So no hopes in winning this this league then? Oh, no, I'm going I'm to absolutely win this league. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's You're going to hear first. Towards the top of the priority list. Everyone just give up now. <laughs> well, you're inheriting a team that's slightly in shambles. So if you can turn it around, I mean, that'd be yeah. quite a thing. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in, in, in a second. But uh, so generally, let's say five to six-ish kind of leagues. Uh, how many championship wins have you had in your history? And maybe if you have a, like a notable one, tell us about that. Um, Probably, I want to say it was about four wins total. That I have. Um, I know it'll most be, recently? Um, most recently was last season's for the work one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that one, I eh, that one's a very easy one. So it's like uh, <laughs> an easy one to win. Um, so I have to I have to give myself that little qualifier. Mm. Well, uh, hopefully no one from that league is listening to this podcast because no. they're all like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You said I had a chance. <laughs> uh, notable win, uh, probably the main league that I'm in. Uh, we talk so much shit in that league. And just to be able to have bragging rights for a season was enough for me. I obviously want to win it again. It's like commit. I'm really committed to it, but it's uh, being able to like – hoist the little trophy for a season was um, something that I I am like a massive like hater and uh, we'll just talk crap all the time. So to be able to do that for a whole season with the trophy was great. <laughs> well, I can already foresee that your addition to this league with our dear Luden will be a very interesting experience for us all. How long ago was that win in that league? Uh, it's probably like... Five years ago, something like that. Six years ago. Okay. As since you're coming in to replace someone who's leaving, you're well aware that you're taking over a team, so you're not necessarily getting to start from scratch. How do you feel about the team that you're inheriting? Uh, I got some work to do. <laughs> I got some work to do on the team. <laughs> uh, there's not. I feel like there's not a lot of like good options to keep. Um, so part of me makes me want to think I want to start from scratch on it. Um, maybe keep a player or two. Uh, but I see it, I'm taking it as it's a canvas for me to like start fresh on this league and uh, do what I can. Just I'm very curious to see what everyone else is keeping and giving up and uh, seeing what's going to be available. Because that's going to be like the difference maker for me. Yeah, definitely. But you're still saying you're going to win this season. Oh yeah, no, I'm still going to win though. Like, <laughs> the determination's there. Don't let that. Okay, you're well aware that this team came in dead last last season. Yes, I did hear the rumors. Okay, okay. As long as as long as you know what you're getting yourself into. Is there a last place trophy for this league? There isn't. I want there, there to isn't. be. I've been I've been saying how I want there to be like either a punishment or something, and there hasn't been one implemented yet. I'm a big fan of the uh, the license plate frame. <laughs> the I suck at fantasy football. Like a badge cool. of I'm not. I'm not yeah. against. That. I think that's funny. Yeah, I'd, appre- I'd appreciate seeing one. I mean, everyone has to wear the what last you- place license plate at some point. So uh, we've usually wrap up our interviews talking about. Um, this party that who knows one day it might happen, but we talk about what's a go-to Sunday football snack that you have, uh, and one that you would potentially bring to this shindig of ours. Snacks, I, I don't know. Anytime a game is on, I just need to have wings. I like if you offer me some wings that day, I'm gonna scarf them down. I don't care what it is. I just it's <laughs> like uh, part of the ritual, I guess. Are you a maker of wings or just an eater of wings? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I can make them, uh, but not often. Usually I'm uh, being fed these wings. <laughs> um, so what are you What are you bringing what to am I bringing? our... So the irony in that is <laughs> I actually really love cooking. So uh, I don't have like a go-to of things that I bring. I will kind of like see what's 
missing and kind of fill in the gap from there. Um, fun fact, actually, some years ago, probably like 10 years ago now, Luden was the one who taught me how to cook. Uh, you guys Whoa. probably know that he's a, he's a chef. So he, uh, once I was seriously dating my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, I was like, all right, I need, a, I need to get domesticated and learn how to cook. <laughs> so Love Luden it. domesticated you, is what you're telling me. He started adulting. Um, so he taught me how to cook. He taught me how to like just do all, all sorts of different things from scratch and like the proper way to do things. Um, and since then, I've just really enjoyed cooking. Wow. I don't think I knew that he was a cook. I don't even know if I remember him mentioning that when we did his interview. He, ta- I think he talked about his, was it his, was it his dip or was it his spicy wings? He, no, talked, I'm he talked about oh, the guac. Yeah, he talked the Super about Bowl guac. The yes, guac. Yes, yes, yes. But I didn't, I just thought like that was just his thing. Not that he could teach someone how to cook. Oh, no. He's a Yeah, he used to work at restaurants. Guy, like with credentials. <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> uh, well, we're super excited to have you. Um, like I said, you were part of the Fumble Games last year and, um, you, you know, you did our little phone in segment, which was a lot of fun. And then what was cool too is like even after you were eliminated, you were still part of the chat and stuff and hanging out there. So uh, I know you're definitely going to bring a lot to the chat and um, just the league vibes in general, kind of similar to what Luden did for us this past year too. So definitely excited to have you. Um, anything, any parting words, any uh, smack talk, maybe specific to the person we've been talking about this whole time that you want to <laughs> just kind of throw down and, and say it for the record? Well, first, I'm excited to join this league. Um, I'm excited for it'll be my first uh, kind of keeper league, and I'm looking forward to just like seeing what we can, how it works, the engagement that everybody seems to have. Like, I'm looking forward to the camaraderie and having fun with everyone. I'm going to beat you all. <laughs> That's going to be. <laughs> that being <For> sure. said. <laughs> uh, I'm, I am going to like, so I'm, uh, I'm going to be a hater through all of this. Uh, so anything you do great, I'm going to look down on uh, and say so many things, <laughs> particularly Luden, uh, if he has any accomplishments at all. Uh, he's not going to hear the end of it. Uh, he did too. Yeah, he he did fairly well last season. Yeah, yeah, I heard. So I hope he doesn't. <laughs> and I hope all his players fail him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I'm looking forward to joining this new league. I'm looking forward to playing with you guys um, and just enjoying it with you. Well, you definitely bring a fun and fresh energy to this to this league, and I think. Uh, we're all very excited to have you. I appreciate uh, you letting me barge in the door and uh, be a part of it. Yeah, it's good timing, I guess. <laughs> um, so Luden doesn't know about this at all. How do you think he's feeling right now as he listens to this podcast? Uh, he he, 100% texted you while listening to it. Like he he has not heard this yet, and he's already texted you. I'm like, I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> he um. He's going to be excited, but a tinge of betrayal that I haven't told him. Uh, I talked to him about it recently uh, and he said something about like, I'm excited to see it because everyone's in there and it's going to be the same people. I was like, nah, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) If you only knew. You're like, I already have more insight than you do. (laughs) You stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Now this does sound like betrayal. (laughs) well this is good i mean even if it's just to eat some popcorn and watch you two go at it in the comments i think it's going to be worth (laughs) it that that will happen that will happen (laughs) because that that happened in the in the uh fumble games for sure (laughs) yeah you should see our uh our personal group chats and how uh vicious we are to each other (laughs) (laughs) well i'm all for it i love it well thank you for coming by sir looking forward to having you in the league and uh, we'll talk. We'll talk soon, hopefully. All right, guys. Looking forward to it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. Well, now that we're back to being a full numbered league again, that um, was a solid, uh, scary thirty-ish seconds. I think there were eleven people. <laughs> I don't know if we hit thirty seconds. It was like <laughs> we we said bye to Fred and welcomed our new friend. 
Um, but yeah, no, uh, super excited to have David with us. Um, yeah, but moving on, looking towards uh, season two of No One Cares About. We are excited to implement a couple of change-ups this season um, or when the official season starts. Uh, trying to make it more of, I guess, like friendly for everyone and not make it so uh, specific to our league while also still benefiting our league and focusing in when we can. Um, probably will be less specific about some of the matchups or how people are doing, unless it's like something like really exciting to talk about that we feel is necessary um, to kind of just provide information overall, since many of us are in multiple leagues um, and just kind of make it more listener friendly. Yeah. I think um, we, uh, we spent a good chunk of our time last year going, going real deep in into final dynasty and uh, we tried to make every matchup interesting, which at the end of the day, they weren't all interesting. Uh, but there were a handful <laughs> that really were, right? We really liked it when it was like the same record going up against each other. And it got super exciting towards the end, right? We, were, we did a little kind of um, the playoff push and uh, seeing um, how those games had a lot of uh, playoff implication. Uh, so we'll probably still do a lot of that as we get closer to, but yeah, it's not going to be a week by week breakdown of all the six matches and all the stuff. Um, just want to make sure, you know, everyone's gate get, getting that the fantasy information and uh, it's going to help us, I think release these pods a little sooner, which I think everyone would appreciate. Yeah. And maybe shorter as well. <laughs> hey, we say that all the time, but it never ends up happening, but. One can hope. Yeah, we'll see. I guess we'll, I'll believe it when we see it, but we'll probably find a, another way to fill in the time. <laughs> we usually do. Yeah. We just like talking. Yeah, and we'll probably still talk a little bit about uh, fumble games. We, you know, I think the, the elimination of the fumble game players was fun. Um, get you in the fumble games this year so you're not just watching on the sidelines. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have so many teams. One of them is going to fail. <laughs> well, it's okay again. Scottish Bulls is gonna be best ball, so you're just gonna let that one be. And then as long as you're not eliminated from fumble games, then you're still in that, but it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm at least guaranteed to last two two weeks in the fumble games. All right, well, friends in the in Final Dynasty, look out for your rosters. I'm going to be sending those out shortly so we can start looking at those. Again, off-season trades are going to be live as soon as I post those, so get ready for that. Um, try to even out those draft picks, Chris, Adrian, Arthur, if you can. But Yeah, I'm almost excited to see them not do it. But again, if anybody else decides to trade with them in the off-season and takes on this new change... Uh, kudos to you. I don't think I'm brave enough to do it, but it seems like it, fun. It, it's 18 rounds. I mean, if Chris has 16 players immediately after the draft, it's not going to be the most detrimental thing in the world. kind of depends what those picks are, actually. I'm curious to see. Yeah, I was going to say, if somebody wants to give me a third, <laughs> I'll take it. All right, well, friends, thank you for hanging out with us, as always. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell all of your friends. And find us on Twitter. Noka underscore pod. We tweeting, tweeting things. Talking to some Scott Fishbowl as well. I think we talked about it sometime during the last season. But uh, at any point in time, Twitter can stop existing. So we're still there. As long as Twitter's still there. Thank you, Elon. Um, if not, we might have to open up a Threads account for I was going to say, are we going to get a Threads? I don't even have a... I don't even have my own personal threads, but I also don't have my own personal Twitter, so that should not be surprising. The only problem with threads I hear uh, is that there's no hashtags yet, and so it doesn't work as well as Twitter. That's weird, considering it's just, isn't it just like based off of Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Instagram has their hashtags, but for some reason, as of this recording, um, there is no hashtags on threads. Well, we'll see. Tomorrow morning, they're going to be like, implemented hashtags. I mean, that has to happen at any point in time because a lot of people are complaining about that. But 
for now. Still catch us on Twitter, uh, Noka underscore pod. Maybe one day we'll have an Instagram. I don't know if we have any reason for an Instagram, but one day. Well, we'll, we'll get an Instagram as soon as we need a threads because you have to have an Instagram for a threads. Mm. Okay. All right. Well, as always, I'm Johnny. And I'm Crispy. If any of you guys are doing some off-season best ball drafts, good luck to you. And share with me all the information that you have because I don't know what I'm doing. Bye, everybody.